Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all over the world, and I say that now because, yes, we are an international podcast. There's two people in Ghana that listen to us every week. This is the Game Dev Unchained podcast. I'm here with my co-host and best friend, Mr. Brandon Fam. Hi, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode. Uh, special guests, Maxime Boudouin and Julie, not going to even try your last name. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome. How are y'all doing? Good, How good. do you say your last name? Sorry, Julie. You, you'll never be able to master it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> All right, no worries, no worries. You know what? Actually, let's just keep her identity a secret for the, her own yes. protection. How about that? All right. All right. That's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so just in case you guys hear a little bit of hitching in the audio quality, our guests are actually in Quebec and we are in California, so we are hoping that Skype can hold it together for long enough to get this podcast out. So we're going to roll right into it. Hey, sit down, Kat. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, uh, Maxime, uh, so I came across your article uh, this past week that went sort of viral. Yeah. So can you kind of talk about your background and what the article was and how, how everything went about it? Yeah, uh, I Actually, uh, we uh, thought of writing this article uh, for quite some time now. I thought uh, we, uh, I think we thought about it about a year ago um, when we started working on Open Bar. We thought, well, as indie game developers, our biggest challenge is to actually get noticed. There's a lot of game developers out there who, uh, uh, especially on the uh, App Store and uh, Google uh, Google Play Store. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a thousands of games uh, every week being yeah, released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare. So we uh, asked ourselves, what can we do to get noticed? And uh, I had my history at Ubisoft. I worked there ten years, and I I've seen quite a lot, uh, quite a lot of projects. So um, we thought, why not talk about it? So uh, that's mostly it. I I wrote the uh, article and. Uh, and it went instantly viral. So, uh... so just uh, for the listeners' sake, the article that he's referring to is "What's it like to work on a massive Ubisoft game?" And it was written by I think Jason Shire is how you pronounce his last name. It's on Kotaku right now. It's a great piece of writing, actually. It's uh, almost nostalgic for myself because as I was reading it, I was like, "Yep, yep." <laughs> 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 yeah. I think if a, a lot of people. Um... Uh, it resonated with a lot of uh, people working in the industry, and also it was a kind of a, a fresh, fresh point of view perspective on mm-hmm. the on the, the work, also for uh, uh, all the other people who are very interested in the industry. Yes, exactly. And it also resonated with uh, people who actually are working in totally different industries. I mean, uh, big teams versus small teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something. Uh, 
uh, everybody knows about, uh, whether you're in a small uh, a startup or in a big uh, AAA company or whatever. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, that's why uh, it got so, vi- so viral. And um, before we get too far into it, uh, can you give us just a, a little bit of your resume? So you worked at Ubisoft for 10 years. Uh, what specifically was your discipline and I guess the two or three games that most recently you worked on for the audience? Yeah, uh, I, sa- I started at Ubisoft in 2005. Uh, back at the time, I was a graphics programmer. Um, I work on a few uh, <laughs> little-known PSP titles, uh, Open Season and Sub PSP. <laughs> uh, then I moved on on Prince of Persia: The Forgotten Sands on the Wii. Okay. Uh, on that game, I uh, I uh, got a promotion as a technical lead, and then I work on uh, a Assassin's Creed Three uh, on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Then after that, uh, I worked on uh, uh, two little projects that got cancelled for different reasons, and then I uh, I was an architect on Assassin's Creed Syndicate. All right, and yeah. then you said, "Screw this! I'm gonna do it myself." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, this is really well, cool. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Actually, when I started at Ubisoft, that was uh, one of my goals. I wanted to be an architect, and then. I did it, so there wasn't much to do uh, (laughs) at Ubisoft, so so the 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 timing was great. I uh, I met Julie uh, about uh, two years and a half ago, and uh, the timing was perfect. uh, All right, was uh, she also working at Ubisoft as well? Is that why you bring it up? No, no. uh, Okay, you're just saying. I'll let her answer. <laughs> oh, but when I met Maxim, I was uh, so uh, so uh, proud of what he was doing. Uh, I mean, it was a glamorous and all a big shot architect working in the <laughs> cool industry, and then he leaves. His- <laughs> I left like <laughs> after. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> well, well, the key is though that uh, the gamers are getting the girls now just by being gamers. Like he's. <laughs> Yes, That's it's the a big point in the history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's finally it's our time. <laughs> and, and I think that it's uh, hard to believe uh, to for some people uh, because even uh, friends of Maxim, when he told them uh, he considered quitting to uh, start his own company, mm-hmm. uh, they they had a hard time to understand why he would do such a thing. Mm. Uh, it's a uh, it's a great paying job i think uh, mm-hmm. uh, we can say that and also uh, like i say the the glamour the all the girls also <laughs> <laughs> why why leave? i think it's no, actually in I canada for some reason. Not the <laughs> yeah. and i are not getting that type of action over no here. Way, man. <laughs> every time every time people are like oh larry what do you do like it's a beautiful girl i'm always like ah <laughs> I'm a, import export uh. <laughs> yeah import export yeah i'm a uh i'm a electronic entertainment uh <laughs> initializer like i i'm trying my best to use other words to say i'm a video <laughs> game developer <laughs> Uh, it, it sounds great. Uh, uh, an entertainment uh, oh, yeah. specialist. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm an electronic experience liaison. Oh, that, that's go. I'm going to use that now. <laughs> oh, Anything man. but video game. <laughs> yeah. You sound. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's I don't know. I guess 
individuals in our industry, like, of course, they want to know what you do and where you work. But I'm just saying, uh, Maxime, you're a very lucky man because <laughs> every time I've used it on someone who hasn't been in industry, the first thing they say is like, oh, so you like play games a lot. Yep. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> it's a thin line between gamer and game developer. So, uh, like, so I, uh, like I mentioned before, your your article that you wrote, the, your blog post went viral. Why I quit my dream job at Ubisoft, and it hit a chord uh, for good reason, right? A lot of AAA developers, although we've been in it and we kind of know that, know that this was a problem, just being like uh, kind of stuck at your job. It's it's still news to a lot of people. Like, not not people still think. Working on triple A is glamorous and everything, but it's like people—it's it's people like you, Maxine—that it's finally coming out to tell it what it's really like, and it's a little different. And yeah. uh, you mentioned before you had like certain goals going into industry, and it's very similar to to I feel what every uh, wannabe developers want to go in, thinking that oh, okay, I'll go in. I want just want to make games. All right, I'm at the job making games. All right, I, I just want to be a little promoted to to lead. And five years later, you're promoted, and it's like, all right. And you look behind, like, there's really nothing else going on back here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and so, uh, yeah, man. How? I mean, when when exactly did you feel different? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think. Um, I realized that when uh, I uh, worked on the, the two internal uh, projects uh, that I uh, spoke about in my blog post, and I can't <laughs> tell uh, too much details about them because uh, the, the information is still confidential. <laughs> um, but there, those were uh, two very uh, small projects. The team uh, the, on the first project, project, we were six people. On the second one, we were only two. And uh, I had so much fun on those projects. Um, mm. it, it really felt like uh, making indie games. And uh, it, uh, yeah, I, t- I tasted the forbidden fruit, like my colleague said. And uh, once you've tasted that, you, 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 it's really hard to like. Uh, start working on a big title like Syndicate uh, with thousands of people at the peak. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's what uh, that's when I I really uh, considered uh, seriously uh, starting uh, an indie business with Julie. Because you felt like you were uh, you were in an assembly line or something, and yeah, then exactly. you could. Uh, be like yourself and uh, two other mm. people uh, prototyping, playing. Exactly. It was so fresh. And I think that if I had worked on Syndicate like in my first five, year, five years at Ubisoft, I would have really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my dream. I wanted to work uh, on, a, on a AAA game. Uh, but then the reality was uh, very different from what I expected. And it was too late. Um, yeah, For I, you I to enjoy it. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I see junior people, uh, um, and they usually uh, enjoy it a lot, mm-hmm. um, much more. <laughs> than that, I guess I love how the fact that you know Larry and I are laughing about it because we we've seen these youngins 
and we see that they're smiling, and we like reminisce about how we used to feel. Like that. Yeah, exactly. and we're only like five years in, or ten years in. Yeah, like, I, I wish I'd I'd, I'd still have that uh, <laughs> the same uh, motivation to work on the on AAA projects, but I, I guess I just lost it. Well, here's my question. Uh, I know that obviously from the viewpoint of writing the article, this is 10 years down the line and close to where you're ready to make your exit or after you did make your exit. Yeah. I mean, there had to have been good experiences that you had as a AAA game developer because there's people who listen to the podcast, I'm sure, who don't know either or, right? They haven't been on either side of the fence. So do you can you recall some like, hey, you know what? AAA was good to me in these areas, you know, were there anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, actually, um, like I wrote in my uh, blog post uh, at the beginning of Syndicate, uh, I'm, I'm a tech programmer, so I like to do techs, especially in computer graphics. And uh, at the very beginning of um, Syndicate, we worked closely with uh, Unity, and uh, they wanted uh, uh, a new uh, special effects uh, particle system technology for unity mm -hmm. and uh, on syndicate of course we wanted that as well so we collab collaborated with them and uh, we made something really cool with them uh, we were a small team working on that in Quebec we were like five people or something and uh, we really made something great actually it uh, kind of uh, went viral inside Ubisoft and a lot of projects uh, when they saw what we made they uh, decided to integrate it in their own project oh, so nice. that was uh, really really cool um, and I've worked also on Unity on other uh, other decks uh, and that was uh, very fun but that was before actually Syndicate started for real and uh, that uh, the machine uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, turned on so uh, but w what's uh, the particle thing you have a concrete example to yeah uh, particle system is um, it's a tech that allows us to uh, create uh, almost all uh, all special effects in games so when like you have a shooter and you shoot your gun uh, there's probably a, a muzzle flash uh, mm -hmm. And smoke that comes out of the gun. Blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. So uh, all of this is usually done uh, with particle system, smoke effects. Um, yeah. So you were mentioning your team, like on on Assassin's Creed uh, Syndicate. It it went. It was like a thousand people. You you said. I, I think that I don't. Uh, I don't have any uh, confirmation on that number, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> but right. it gets <laughs> at the peak; it's around one thousand people. And that's just at your studio. No, that's like all studios. No, right? th that's worldwide. In our oh, okay. studio, okay. Uh, I think we were about three hundred and fifty. I was going to say like a thousand for one studio was already huge, but even three fifty for one studio is that's gargantuan. Big. It's gargantuan, I, I confirm. We were spread across uh, four floors, I think. It's about 100 people per floor, so, um, mm. yeah. And, and we're always running in the stairs between the floors, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was going to say, that's when the company gets so big. Like, there's this funny story. Uh, Brandon was there. Sledgehammer was, uh, we used to work together at Sledgehammer Games. And Sledgehammer started to, like, really get big. You know, we were in full production. And I remember this email went out saying, if someone doesn't work there, don't let them in. Right? Because people are going to try to sneak in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, now, I'm six foot five, and I'm one of, like, at the time, three African Americans that worked there. There's only three. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I was walking in with Brandon and we were right behind this engineer guy, right? And he was like a couple steps ahead of us. And he opened the door just wide enough for him to like sneak in with his shoulders and then let the door close behind him. And as I opened the door, I was like, dude, I work here too. And like I put in my badge. He was like, oh, I know. I recognized you. And then kept on walking. <laughs> was... Yes. The guy didn't. Think we work there? Not even close. And he tried to play it off. Oh, it I ridiculous. So yeah, when you get to 350 people, I imagine there's all kinds of like, don't recognize you, don't know you. I'm saying hello to you, and you've told me who you are four or five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That uh, we we uh, I really uh, felt that at Ubisoft Quebec because at the beginning of this of the studio we were 30, so everyone knew everybody, so mm. that was super cool. But then at some point, I guess. It was rare that I actually um, like met someone in the elevator that I knew. Uh, mm-hmm. Most people that I uh, encountered, I never spoke to. So it felt uh, I felt a kind of I, I don't know how to say it, but it uh, it it lost its human uh, dimension. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Gotcha. Well, actually, I have a question for Julie now, because I heard you say you started the company together with her. So, uh, Julie, can you tell me about how you got involved in uh, starting a video game development company? Is this your first? And if not, maybe some backstory on yourself. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, when I met Maxim, I was not um, living in Quebec City. I was uh, I was uh, closer to Ottawa, the capital city. Okay. We uh, met there, and then I decided to move with him uh, shortly after. <laughs> All right, Maxime, way to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the glamour. Uh, it, <laughs> it didn't stop her, even if I made video games. <laughs> I wanted that band. So, uh, but uh, I come from a family uh, of uh, entrepreneurs. Everyone in my family has a business. Uh, my mm. father, uncle, grandfather. My grandfather had a bar, actually. It was uh, um, uh, pretty huge mm. at one point. Uh, my uncle has a garage, and um, like an auto body garage. Mm. And my father is um, a managing consultant. All right. Oh, wow. And I was always, when I was little, I, w- I always wanted to, uh, to start a business myself because everybody was doing it and mm-hmm. they were doing fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm not good at doing anything, really. <laughs> I'm good at managing stuff and okay. uh, telling other people what to do. But uh, <laughs> It's I funny how that works. <laughs> per se, yes. <laughs> uh, so, I shouldn't say that. That's, that's messed up. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So when I met Maxim and he had a uh, real talent, I was uh, interested in him. <laughs> and, uh, well, that wasn't for me. No. It was just for what I could do with a computer. <laughs> it's an opportunity. <laughs> okay. 
I saw it as a business opportunity. No, uh, we uh, we uh, did not uh, think about it for uh, for a year, and mm-hmm. then he started to uh, to say that he uh, was not uh, so happy anymore at his job, and he always dreamt of doing that. And uh, me, uh, on my end, I I wanted to do that thing. I'm uh, great in the finance. Uh, I do all the 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 paperwork and the boring stuff so we can concentrate on the real shit. (laughs) It sounds like you guys have the absolute perfect partnership then. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what we, uh, we realize each day. Oh, Uh, and so, um, I studied in, uh, like, uh, management and also I have a degree in French literature. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, uh, it was, uh, a bit useless for a, a couple of years, mm-hmm. but actually our uh, prime minister, uh, Justin Trudeau uh, now uh, has a, a literature degree also. So I think, uh, I could be a prime minister, uh, in Ooh. a way, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I studied in the right field, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, with that, uh, I always uh, wanted to uh, do some uh, something creative. Also, uh, I wrote a book. Uh, I wrote, uh, pardon me, a book that wasn't published, and uh, maybe if we have a project that's more uh, that's more ambitious, like mm-hmm. the second project, maybe I could write something uh, up there. Like the scenario or something, so I could. Uh, yeah, exactly. That that's the uh, long term plan. We we wanna. Um, uh, how would you say that? Uh, use your uh, all. The Channel pa- all my power. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm looking forward to see what comes out of uh, the partnership and more games from you. I'm really interested in your second game because I, I like your first game. Uh, by the way, uh, we should probably just go ahead and say it, but Open Bar is available for download right now. Yes, please <laughs> go ahead and download it. <laughs> so Open Bar is your first attempt as a game design, uh, excuse me, as a game development team together, correct? Yeah. Okay, was it the very first project you worked on, or was this the one that was the most polished that you released? Like, were there other games that you decided to scrap, or is this literally your first first shot already on the App Store? This is literally our uh, first shot. Wow, okay, that's really good execution for your very first game, I must say. Thanks. But it did not look like that at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, there... right now I'm uh, working on the... On a blog post, uh, which is the, the making of of uh, Open Bar, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna put screenshots in there, and you're gonna see how it looked uh, like a year ago, and uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't uh, so pretty as it is now. <laughs> is the title of that blog gonna be "The Importance of Real Art <laughs> versus <Yes>. Programmer Art"? <laughs> <laughs> that will be the bottom line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the tagline. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm gonna get your game. I want to play it. I like games like that. Yeah, we were uh, very inspired by um, games like Trees and Two Dots. I don't know if you uh, uh, played them, but uh, we wanted to create a unique uh, puzzle game, something very stylish, and we wanted the game to be um, kind of a bit more mature, uh, not a childish game. We wanted to make a game for adults, so uh, that's why that's why uh, there's no uh, candies in there. <laughs> It's uh, it's more abstract uh, and uh, very stylish, uh, stylish uh, visual style. Well, yeah. you got me hooked. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, next team. So like, so you met Julie, and she helped you um, build this studio, help develop this game, 
And this is while you were, well, before that, like, while you were at Ubisoft, or Ubisoft, um, I mean, I know there's a, a bunch of events that must have happened to, that led you there, but what was the last straw, or the thing that made you to finally decide to act on what you've been planning or feeling this whole time? Um, that's a good question. Uh, we uh, actually thought about it for a few months, uh, because that's a big decision. And uh, at some point, when I went to work, I was constantly obsessed with this idea of starting an indie business. And uh, uh, yeah, it, it, w it really was an obsession. I, I woke up in the morning, I thought about this, and I really wanted to do this. And uh, uh, I went like this for about two months before I said, well, enough is enough. And uh, we decided to do it. So it's, it's just like this idea that was stuck in my head. And uh, actually, that's that helped me um, get through the day at Ubisoft. Like the... Uh, the getting out part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like a in prison. Fact, it's like uh, when someone is trying to quit smoking, the mm -hmm. first moment you tell another person, uh, yeah, I'm going to do this, uh, you're uh, obligated in a way to do so. You... Uh, you you have to do it. Everyone knows that you're gonna do it. So Maxim started to tell uh, everybody yeah. that uh, I'm doing this. I'm quitting. I'm starting my own company. And then he was uh, stuck. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I couldn't go back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think there's a single event that uh, he did not like. Uh, uh, got get back from work and. Uh, and say yeah. uh, that's it. I'm leaving. It's horrible. It's just that he he was not feeling it. Yes, exactly. It's more the accumulation of many, many small little things. Right. One big event. So did you did you have a savings? Did you have funding? Or what what was the financial yeah. side of things? Actually, that's a funny story because. Before I met Julie, I uh, was with this girl, and we had a house together mm -hmm. and for about four years. And when we uh, got uh, separated... Uh, she left you? She, she <laughs> left me. Well, yeah, you could say it like this. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we sold the house, and we actually made a kind of a great deal out of it. And, uh, the market was pretty uh, good for uh, sellers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when we bought the house, we bought it from uh, a seller that uh, wanted to sell it very fast. So uh, the price was uh, very good. Um, I, the couple before, they were separating also. So yeah. That's a cursed house. <laughs> that's a cursed house. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, where most of the, the financing on my part uh, came from. Um but Judy, uh, too, had uh, a lot of savings, so... Uh... Yes, but it's more of a squirrel kind of thing mm -hmm. <laughs> going on. Well, it's not a big event. <laughs> that's great, man. I mean, um, I mean, that's one of the biggest uh, issues that, that people might have. Like, I would feel that most AAA developers would love to make that jump, but the number one thing is the finance. So... Um, yeah. But I mean, we also made a lot of sacrifices, and I think many people aren't 
ready to do uh, them. So, like I had a car before, and we got rid of it, and uh, then we move into a smaller apartment. It's a bigger but cheaper because uh, it's not uh, as nice as the other one. <laughs> yeah, so we were uh, downtown, and it was really great. Uh, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, and the cat is underfed now. <laughs> She's really skinny, so I guess. No, he paints a, 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 a darker reality than it is, but we down uh, downsized uh, a lot of things, like just one car. Uh. Guys, 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 I stopped going at Starbucks. <laughs> oh, That's man. really hard. <laughs> It's like 20k right there per week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, but now I, I do. I did made him a uh, make him a budget uh, uh, at some point, and I said, "Dude, you're like wasting a thousand dollars a year on yours. <laughs> yeah, I can make you some at home." <laughs> <laughs> and it was the hardest part, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, it was the hardest part. The hardest part was <laughs> acting like your at home coffee tasted just like the Starbucks coffee. That's <laughs> <laughs> not too bad. That's not too bad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But no, uh, I think uh, many people uh, they do not save money uh, really because they uh, they enjoy themselves and so on. Uh, I think both Maxim and I were uh, pretty um, different. We had a different strategy, like uh, uh, keeping money for uh, like an. I don't know if you have that uh, for your um, retraite. Okay. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, saving money just uh, for the heck of it, and mm -hmm. then um, uh, thinking it's a great idea to throw in all your savings on uh, like oh, yeah. a, a long shot. Uh, that that's a, a weird, uh, a weird recipe. <laughs> yeah, but I guess the uh, yeah, it's risky to invest our own money in that uh, kind of project, but. I think that I would really regret it if I like when I'm 65, 70 and I think back on my life and I realize that in, that I didn't even try to do that project of going in the I would I would be very sad I think. So now yeah. I'm doing it and even if it costs me thousands of dollars I I don't care. It's worth it. We're It's li worth it. living the dream. Yeah, living the dream. There you go. <laughs> I'd rather be living the dream than living with only the dream, right? Yeah, right. exactly. That That's very well said. <laughs> yeah. Like that picture on your frame in your desk, like, oh, I would love to go to Hawaii. And every day you see that and you're just reminded that you're not in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Uh, your next game, you know, you guys have told me off record that you're really excited about it. Uh My question for you is, how far do you see yourselves going as a two-person team? Uh, do you feel like maybe 10 years from now, you are going to be like a 30-person studio, 50-person studio? Or are you looking to kind of, you know, 10 people? Like, what, what's your goal for the company, I guess? Your long yeah, time? I'd say more in the 10 people uh, range. Um, like I uh, <laughs> talked a lot in my blog post, I don't like so much big teams. For me, um, between five to ten people is a, a real, uh, it's, it's a sweet spot. Um, well, at least that's what I think right now. Maybe in five years that will change, but for now that's, a, that's the plan. Um, And we will uh, get on, get some people on board very, uh, very uh, slowly, smoothly, uh, yeah. to make sure that everyone is... Uh, is uh, 
uh, a, a good match. And there's always the possibility of outsourcing stuff. Like, um, I don't know if you guys uh, saw uh, Are We in the Blind Forest? Yes. Right. Yeah, and uh, all the art uh, was outsourced in that project. The core team, the, I think there wasn't a single artist on that team. Um, mm. So that's uh, something we consider to... Uh, it's hard to believe, though, because uh, not working closely with uh, your artist uh, for the the most part of the project is uh, pretty alien, I think, but yeah. it, they did it it's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You were kind of touching on this earlier. Um, I was, I'm hoping that you can expand it a bit. Besides not drinking Starbucks every day, <laughs> <laughs> comparing your 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 happiness level, um, you know, just your 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 life now compared to what it was at Triple A, even though you had to cut back, like how how has that been? Um, I'd say it's um, a bit like a roller co- a roller coaster. Right now, before it was like a calm sea, so every day was. I felt good about my day, but not especially. Uh, I was not especially super happy, neither super bad. It was just all right, I guess. Um, but now being in D, I'd say some days I'm uh, very anxious, very stressful, and other days I'm super happy, super sad. Like um, last week when uh, uh, my blog post went viral, I was so. Uh, uh, like it, 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 it was a great success. Um, so yeah, I think for me that's uh, the, the the biggest difference is uh, uh, some days are very hard, while other ones are um, super great. Right. Yeah. But like you're living. <laughs> Before it was less a steady pulse of no action, probably. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It was just all days uh, uh, were were the same, felt the same. No growth, really, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think also uh, working hard is uh, everybody can do it, and it's great. You should, <laughs> you should, because uh, not working is, uh, I think, it's boring. But working mm-hmm. hard for yourself and not someone else—that's a huge thrill. You are really invested in what you're doing, even if you're like staying up late, up late and talking to strangers. That's okay because <laughs> the the end result will be uh, your it's your it benefits you, not some other people. Yeah, exactly. And it's... one other big difference also is that um, now I I um, work on all aspects of um, video game creation, so I. I did game design. I mostly never did game design at Ubisoft, and then I worked very closely with um, uh, our graphic designer and sound designer to uh, nail down the the uh, the, uh, the visual part of the game. And then we went on marketing. So that's the first time of my life that I even read about marketing, and um, so that's. One source, uh, one source of um, of anxiety, I'd say, uh, when you uh, do something for the for for the first time, it's um, it's not easy, um, but uh, it's uh, really rewarding as well. Um, it's not going to be perfect, but you'll have time to uh, master the skills eventually. Yeah, exactly, and I'd say our our goal with Open Bar was. Um, 
more about learning and uh, uh, like Julie once said uh, it's like uh, making pancakes the first one isn't the the, the, the most beautiful but uh, you have to make the first one and then mm -hmm. the the next ones will be uh, way better so uh, um, that's uh, it was a like a training uh, a training yeah a, tra a training project and <laughs> if we make money with it well that's super cool um, yeah, if you guys can make money with your first pancake, imagine when you're good at making pancakes, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we're <laughs> No, I, I, I truly believe that. Like I always have that, that type of philosophy where if it if I if someone tells me it takes you ten crappiness to get to awesome, then I will do my best to finish those ten crappy things just to get out of the way to get closer to my ultimate goal. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's it. that's our philosophy too, so that's one of the reasons we uh, we started with a, a mobile game because it's uh, you can actually make a great mobile game with a, a very small budget. Um, while when you work, uh, whether it's on Steam or uh, Xbox One, PS4, um, usually if you want to make a, a good quality game, it will cost a lot more. So uh, and you absolutely need. A, a outside financing for that yeah exactly so uh, so that was the plan for open bar and then uh, if we have to borrow money or get the uh, get the financing uh, as I was saying we can we have always this project we uh, can uh, show to people we uh, are able to ship a game we ship one so please give us money to go on mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the plan yeah I uh I wish my career in application development was as good as yours looked, because <laughs> Open Bar looks like a great game. I think you guys are gonna find success with it. Yeah, thanks. We hope so. Yes, that's yeah. the plan. We're, we're coming. <laughs> I understand. But uh, like, uh, go go. <laughs> I was just gonna say no. I understand that you hope, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm using my Swami powers. Open Bar <laughs> is gonna be. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. But like Maxim was saying, uh, uh, stay tuned uh, on his uh, on his blog because he uh, he will show uh, the world what was the development of the project and the, the first stages were so uh, so wrong. But but I think it will make a great story. I think uh, people uh, uh, want to know about this. I guess the uh, the. Um, more uh, secret side of making video games like all the prototypes that you uh, have to make that really do not look super good mm -hmm. and um, often there's they're not really fun or they don't don't work uh, for some reason um, but I I'm pretty sure it will, it will make a great story so uh, the first time I was testing the game because I was always the first tester mm -hmm. uh, we were I was uh, playing it, I guess, 10 minutes with mm -hmm. Maxim uh, looking at me, and then we uh, just fired. I was, it was so, so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I felt stupid and ashamed that I wasn't uh, <laughs> able to solve the puzzles, and he kind of looked at me, was looking at me uh, like, uh, what you don't understand about this? It's so simple. It's super simple. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and at some point we stopped fighting, so we realized that we had something, uh, something uh, great going on. If I was able <laughs> to point. play the game and not uh, 
Rage quit. Yes, <laughs> it was a good game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did she ever just walk into the room from like clear across the other side and just like, how could you do this? <laughs> like totally unrelated, just out of nowhere. Oh, no, no, it uh, wasn't that bad, but okay. uh, there was a lot of uh, negative emotions going on inside. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. You've got to be a pro now, right? Like, it's your game. It's your baby. You've worked on it together. You know, you saw it from the start to the finish. I bet you look at other people sometimes who are like, oh, my God, don't you see? Just turn the plus and it's going to yes. work. all the time. <laughs> Why aren't you doing this right? <laughs> And that's how you know you have an awesome game because in my yeah. eyes, if I can say this, you feel like you started as a novice and now you look at it and you're like, how do you not see that this is the answer? You've completed <laughs> the cycle. Yeah. Especially the first steps, uh, we had a hard time to get to a tutorial that uh, people were uh, were getting quickly, uh, like uh, learning quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, it was frustrating because sometimes it was... Uh, so clear for us uh, what was what what was going on what were the gameplay mechanics but uh, for m mostly all our playtesters they just didn't understand anything and it was uh, there was a lot of actually uh, different gameplay mechanics to explain and uh, it's it's simple but i think uh, we found we found the right way to uh, explain them in the tutorial so that now People can just learn. Yeah, now, now the the game is much simpler. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was speaking about the uh, oh, the initial prototypes that we made uh, a year ago. Uh, right. So we, we we simplify the game a lot. Uh, I guess that's uh, a game design uh, kind of uh, a noob error to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, put a lot of complexity in the game to sure. uh, make it interesting, but. Uh, uh, we uh, soon realized that uh, the game has to be as simple as possible. <laughs> that's uh, that's what we in America call first pancake problems. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you guys are a lot of fun. <laughs> so kind of going back to, uh, to, to your uh, blog post that went viral, was there a certain strategy uh, that you went up? Did you think it would be that big? Or uh, did oh, you never. take steps? Yeah. Well, actually, I knew about Kotaku's history with Ubisoft, so I knew that if I wrote about my uh, the reasons why I quit uh, Ubisoft, especially as I uh, work on the Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which just came out, um, I knew they'd pick the story. Um, and I have to admit that I actually wrote the article, uh, <laughs> especially for them. Mm -hmm. um, but I just thought they would publish a story and there would be uh, a few comments and that would have been uh, mostly it but uh, I never expected it would go viral uh. and the answer uh, of the community like so many people are commenting and cheering and it's so great to see that yeah 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 even the fans want you to have a nice happy life and that's that's comforting yeah yeah, a lot of people wrote us to uh, just ask us, uh, what can we do to help you? We want to get involved, and uh, uh, it's it's kind of awesome to, um, like, a, a week ago, we were, like, complete stranger on the indie scene. Nobody mm -hmm. knew who we were, and... And how to pronounce Ginger Studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
and uh, 24 hours later we were all over the place that's that's, that's really amazing that's a, that's a great start man <laughs> the timing yeah, yeah, couldn't have great. been better yeah. that's a great use of your position especially given the timing but I imagine it comes with a, a great sacrifice. Like, uh, if you were to go to Ubisoft, I don't know, like, would they be like, oh, welcome back. Come work for us again. <laughs> I don't think they'd say welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> that um, was a decision right there, yeah. Yeah, but, well, uh, I, I think if I go to Ubisoft, like, right now, they uh, wouldn't be uh, too happy about it. But, uh, <laughs> like, everything, they'll they'll forget about this. and. Right. Uh, Come back in uh, two or three years. I, I hope they'll uh, <laughs> they'll forgive me. <laughs> well, you know, if anything, the article is out. I'm sure that they've seen it, and hopefully, they can internalize some of the negatives that were said, and then hopefully, it'll be better for some of the people behind you. You know. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I have to say that they uh, already knew uh, those problems. Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah keep changing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't say that because look at what the EA wives turned into, right? Like that's yeah. a, a bigger version of what happened here. Yeah. So yeah. Still, they, don't, they don't outright tell you to crunch now. They say we have <laughs> lunch on Saturday. What do you like to eat? <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I think one of the reasons why, at least to me, it resonated with me is because, you know, the game industry is thriving, right? Everybody in the industry from Apple to PlayStation to Xbox, everyone's benefiting. Even the people who play our games are, like, celebrities now Mm -hmm. are benefiting. But somehow the developer is still, like, the hobo of the game industry, yeah. Like we don't make as much as anybody else, but we made the game. We came up with it, and we're kind of treated very poorly in in the type of position that we we should be. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, with that. Uh, f- f- me, I do not I do not agree with what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> from my perspective, because um, I I'm not sure about the other companies. I don't uh, know uh, anyone who works at EA or something. But uh, Ubisoft has a, a great um, uh, benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the majority of the people working there are uh, very uh, nicely treated compared to other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to say, I don't have to. Uh, I, uh, I don't have anything. Uh... I think people are kind of happy there and. Uh, coming from other industries, uh, I work in um, uh, hydraulics, uh, so uh, like um, field technicians who work on site, big plants, uh, fixing uh, hydraulic units, and uh, it's uh, it's worse. <laughs> you, you cannot imagine what they endure <laughs> all day. So I think uh, maybe it's not that bad, but I, I know what you're saying. Uh, there's uh, huge profits coming out of the uh, out of it, and uh, it's not maybe shared the, the way uh, people want the way it should yeah. yeah I mean like Ubisoft has a great uh, retention rate right they, they they're backed up by the government and they are are pretty much pretty good with hiring and retaining talent and stuff yes. like that yeah and they want to keep the employees uh, maybe the other companies uh, uh, fire people when big projects are over but I think uh, what from what I heard, yeah 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 Ubisoft uh, keeps everyone uh, yeah yeah they keep their employee uh, mostly at all costs well, at least uh, good employees because they it's uh, it's like an investment for them 
Mm-hmm. So they they uh, invested like uh, five years in a in a programmer to uh, to uh, make him into a a great a great, uh, a great uh, technical lead. Yeah, great asset. So uh, of course they want to keep. Them. Yeah, that's good to hear. There's a uh, you know I like to hear that companies are investing in their employees that they recognize that someone is talent, and you know they want to at least make sure that they can maintain that relationship. You know. Yeah, exactly. But that's maybe the reason why there's a vicious circle because if you have a huge team that you want to keep uh, uh, on the payroll, you have to make big games to use them all. So yeah. <laughs> what happens is that, uh, like Maxim said, the seniors, uh, the senior employees, uh, they maybe get fed up with uh, doing the same games over and over again. But to keep everyone on board, they they there's not yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's somehow, if there was a way that AAA could keep all the talent and still motivate uh, innovation, right, Um, and Maxime, you kind of were touching on this, like the whole factory worker (laughs) feel, I mean, at some level, you have to be specialized in one thing for them to keep the assembly going, right, so, I mean, it is a tough problem that hopefully... You know, maybe somehow AAA will will balance to that um, in the near future because uh, it, it is kind of apparent uh, to all companies across the industry where you know you might be really good at one thing and you're kind of expecting uh, expected to to just do that one thing the whole time. Yes. In, in an industry full of sequels, you might be doing the same type of game with a different number behind it every time. And so that can be tiring as well. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's like big Hollywood movies. Uh, nobody wants to take any risks. Uh, innovation is risk. Uh, we uh, discovered that uh, while making uh, our own game because we wasted, uh, like Maxim said earlier, about eight months just prototyping something that was fun. So, if you risk. Uh, to to do some innovation, you might uh, spend like five years yeah. working on something that you won't be able even to release. So I don't think uh, the investors uh, high up like that very much. Yeah. Especially for big franchises like Assassin's Creed, which is an animal franchise. So we Ubisoft don't have any choice. They must ship like one Assassin's Creed game a year or they lose... Uh, I don't know how much millions of dollars, but a lot. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of a vicious circle. Well, I'm not going to ask you directly or anything because I don't want to sour any relationships you have, but I will say this. I was very happy to see that uh, Ubisoft pulled the internet and said, hey, how would you guys like a Pirates game that wasn't Assassin's Creed? I hope that somewhere in that company, that studio, that they're like, taking that seriously and delivering a, a pirate game outside of the Assassin's Creed universe because that would be awesome. I loved Black Flag. Yeah. I absolutely loved I Black agree. Flag. That would be... Uh, actually, that would be re- very uh, refreshing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And well-received also by the community, I think. Yeah, I'm Even if sure. it's not perfect, uh, just the change uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> will yeah. do greatly. I think the Assassin's Creed franchise is getting a bit... Um, uh, tired mm. uh, 
we've seen it with the syndicate. I uh, I hear they uh, didn't sell as many uh, copies as they would have liked. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's been like eight years since the first one, and there's been six, <laughs> six of them. Six. Well, uh, one, two, three, four, one, five. two, three. Black Flag Syndicate. Then there was like the Ezio stories on PS3. Yeah. Or, I forget how you pronounce his name. Like the Brotherhood and all that. A lot. There's been a lot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go ahead, Julie. Oh, no, uh, I was. Uh... Uh, whatever. <laughs> well, it's clear that we need to take a little break. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening so far. We're going to take a break, play a commercial, and of course, we're going to come right back with that beautiful chin music. Peace. When you're a developer, creating an awesome game is what you do. But when it comes time to spread the word and get downloads, sometimes having an awesome game just isn't enough. That's where we come in. We're Black Shell Media, and our goal is to help your game become a success. We've been at it for more than a decade, and we've helped over 40 titles take off with distribution, marketing, PR, and partnership development support. If you've got an awesome game, we want to hear about it. Black Shell Media. Your fans are waiting. And we're back. Uh, over that 30-second commercial, Brandon and I flew to Quebec, and now we're all in the same house. <laughs> they still won't let us in. <laughs> yeah, we're filming from his garage right now. That's as close as he'll let us get. Um, Maxime and Julie, you guys still there? Yes. All right, so let's bring it home with 15 minutes of quality information, advice, tips, and suggestions for people who basically want to do what you do. So we're going to help you create competition for yourself. Is that cool? (laughs) (laughs) Bring it on. All right. Uh, So my first question for you guys is, knowing that you're from an engineering background, I imagine, you know, your likelihood of success for making your own game was probably a lot higher than... I guess the average game developer who was not an engineer, but I will say this, even knowing that, did you still explore potentially working with unity or unreal or multiple engine options before you started your game? Like the um, consumer <clears throat> for me, it was, uh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, for me, it was, um, pretty obvious, uh, for the kind of game we wanted to make to use, uh, unity. Okay. Uh, I al- already uh, tried uh, Unreal back when I was at Ubisoft, and while it's a great engine, um, it uh, it's really not uh, uh, appropriated uh, appropriate appropriate for mm-hmm. uh, for uh, the kind of the game of game we wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure. I actually, with you, uh, I uh, agree with you with the uh, <laughs> engine engineering. Um, uh, background. background uh, I, I'm not sure I have so much of an advantage over like um, an artist. Okay. Uh, maybe even a designer. Um, well, I would say this: if I wanted to quit, and then I wanted to make my own game, I'm gonna have to find a programmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the advantage right there. <laughs> yeah, we have to find an artist, and uh, really. Um, I obviously can do. Uh, I I can create something beautiful uh, by myself. <laughs> yeah, apparently and, your blog uh, is going to show us that in a couple of days. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have to say that um, what sells is uh, beautiful graphics. Okay. Uh, great programming doesn't sell. <laughs> no, so, at the end of the day, it uh, must be beautiful or. Uh, yeah. 
But one uh, great advantage is that I can prototype very, very quickly um, uh, gameplay ideas and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's um, something I did uh, a lot on the web bar. Try as many things as possible. You guys are uh, inflating Brandon's ego over there. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Because a lot of the times, like, since Minecraft, right? So I always go back to this as like the designer and programmer champion for game development. And really the program is the original game designer, right? The garage game developer is a programmer. He had an idea and he made a game all by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now we're kind of going back to that with mobile and indie development. Like, yeah, we're going back to garage development where it just, it just takes a single person, really, if they really wanted to, to make a game and usually with an engineering background. Yes, so, yes, yes. Actually, uh, I guess it depends on the kind of game you want to make. Some types of game you uh, have to put uh, a lot of uh, budget on graphics, while on other types of games like uh, Minecraft, uh, the, uh, obviously the uh, the focus isn't uh, about graphics. Um, but yeah, uh, but I, I don't think uh, uh, it's a must. But yeah. it should help. <laughs> It sure helps. <laughs> it helps, yeah. I mean, pretty art always sells somehow. So. But uh, going in the, um, you don't you don't have the uh, a choice of uh, gener- generalizing your skills. Uh, so, uh, like an open bar, I uh, did a lot of animation. Actually, uh, we work uh, with a graphic designer who. Um, uh, uh, he wasn't technical at all, so he uh, he made the uh, Photoshop uh, like uh, uh, mockups of uh, what the game should look, look like, and he uh, made the animations in After Effects. Uh, but then I integrated all that in Unity, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a great time actually animating uh, all that all those uh, motion design animation, and I learned uh, a lot. Yeah, they're uh, very nice, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, quite, uh, I'm really proud of uh, uh, the final, the, the the final result. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's one of the advantages of going in these. You can touch uh, so many uh, aspects of uh, video games. That's that's really cool. But if you want to make things right, I would uh, say. And if some someone wants to start a project, you need three people actually. You need an artist, you need a programmer, and you need a business marketing yeah. type of person. And that combination can open all doors. Mm. But without one uh, one asset, it's uh, much more difficult. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's the killer combination: an artist, a programmer, and business. And Hopefully, uh, someone in the team will be able to do game design and uh, sound as well. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, uh, a programmer or an artist being also a business person is like a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But like you're kind of talking about it. Um, when you finally did make the jump, like how much of it was looking for people in your black book of contacts or was it uh you guys just scouring the internet for for people to get in touch with you and yes that's a very interesting question because it was very hard because i um well when we started the ginger actually i was still employed by ubisoft and that's something that i did not talk about in my 
but then I uh, worked part time at Ubisoft for months before uh, I finally uh -oh. quit. Uh, so uh, when we were searching for an artist, actually, I had a uh, a lot of contacts at Ubisoft, but I couldn't obviously ask any one of them to help me in my uh, secret project. <laughs> 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 so um, uh, we had to uh, search elsewhere. Uh, we started actually with a friend. Uh, he was located uh, in Gatineau. Uh, Near Ottawa. He's a comic book artist. A comic oh, nice. Book artist. nice. And... Uh, that didn't work well uh, for different reasons. Uh, one of them is just the distance. Uh, the other is uh, he wasn't uh, full-time on the project, and we had uh, our initial vision with the project was very ambitious visually. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for it to work, he should have been full-time on the team. So. Uh that wasn't possible so uh, we uh, searched uh, back alleys uh, dark corners uh, trying to find <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone and uh, it happens uh, it happened uh, a bit by uh, by luck yeah. accident luck yeah yeah so uh, i just uh... went to lunch with uh, someone he knew uh, before was uh, working at another company and uh, she told maxim hey i know this guy he uh, he's pretty great at what he's doing uh, uh, visually, he's a graphic designer, uh, artist, yeah. and uh, the. Uh... And I showed us uh, an early prototype of uh, the game, and I, uh, so she she could see uh, what the, we wanted the game to actually look like, and he said, and she just said that's that's the man for the that's the man of the situation. So, uh, I... and it was uh, it was great. Uh, we really liked were working with him. Yeah, you made the right choice. Your your game looks beautiful. Your animations look fluid. It's it's gonna pop for a lot of people if they simply just even watch the YouTube video for it. So yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, when we showed the game at the IGDA last night, uh, the uh, answer was really cool. When I first uh, cleared the puzzle, like everyone was cheering at the uh, animation. So <laughs> like uh, like children clapping their hands. Oh look, that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it moved. <laughs> <laughs> that so, was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's uh, another published example of successful programmer art since you did the animations, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> every now and then, you guys get it right. I'll just, I, I'll admit, every now and then. <laughs> Wait until you see the, uh, the uh, blog the post face. about making up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to laugh. <laughs> Okay, and so when then, the okay. artists saw where we uh, were, at, where were we were, um, what we had uh, uh, for yes, our... before he started on the project, he uh, he was laughing too, I think. <laughs> but politely telling us that uh, we uh, did uh, something uh, great, but he can he could. Uh, yeah, he understood that uh, why he should uh, work on the project. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a nice way of saying you need me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but it was very polite and yeah. uh, well said. <laughs> oh man! So, uh, well, let's get to creating the competitors for yourselves. What can you say was probably the most difficult thing that you had to overcome? That you could now, being a sage and making your first pancake, you could say, look, guys, if you want to do what I'm doing now, making your own games, absolutely don't do this. What's the number one thing you, you could say? 
Um, that's a, for me, uh, that's a classic, but I'd say uh, staying, um, uh, the, don't speaking about your game early is uh, probably the worst thing you can do. Mm. Um, we started talking about Open Bar like a month ago, mm. and uh, while we started the project a year ago, and um, uh, if we could go back in time, I think I'd uh, actually publish my story at Ubisoft way, way earlier than that, and uh, I'd try to get the community involved. Uh, I'd invest a lot more time about uh, on marketing and community management, mm -hmm. and uh, because that's the one number one challenge for indie developers. That's actually not making games. That's just getting noticed. Getting noticed, and uh, we met a couple of days ago another game developer here in Quebec City, and he uh, he was telling the the same thing. Uh, the first game uh, they did, the studio, uh, the studio's name is cool. It's Chainsaw Awesome. Mm -hmm. Chainsaw Awesome. <laughs> Chainsaw Awesome. And the first uh, game they did, they just um, thought, well, we'll make something uh, uh, super great, and they'll come. We don't have to market it in any way. If uh, you have a great product, uh, you will have a, a huge success, and that's not how it works. Yeah, your game won't sell by itself. No, <laughs> sadly, uh, even. Even if it's uh, super cute and really fun, mm. if people uh, haven't heard of you, uh, you'll not you'll not be able to uh, make it. But I can understand why a lot of uh, indie developers who start on their first project don't uh, want to uh, um, put a lot of time on marketing. It's just mm. because we don't know nothing about it. For, so for me, it was like. Uh, a mystery, a mysterious box that uh, I was afraid to open. Mm -hmm. uh, but then at the end of the project, like uh, a month ago, I, I started working on it. So um, now it's not, uh, I, I'm not as much afraid of, uh, about marketing than I was. But uh, I wish I, I started working on that uh, way before. Right. I mean, we know the challenges, or at least can imagine the challenges of going off on your own, quitting like a well-paid job to take all these huge risks, and pretty much it's an uphill battle until finally uh, you make a hit viral blog post, and even then there's no, still more work afterwards. Um, but, it's just... <sighs> yeah. Go ahead. It's stressful, yeah, and exciting at the same time, because uh, you kind of mentioned this before, where... You know, working for someone else and working for yourself completely changes the aspect of game development. You're taking on more roles and you're seeing that every effort that you put in, there's a great output. Like, it, there's potentially to grow instead of like a, maybe at a AAA job, you might do something amazing one day. Um, your salary doesn't really change <laughs> or anything. You might get more work, actually, <laughs> for working yeah. so fast. Um but it was nice that um, my question is, I guess, is like, yes, the number one thing, scary thing is finally going off your own and then doing this idea that you've had for, for many months. But the second hardest thing is probably finding a like-minded individual to believe in your idea at the same time, give their time to support your idea as their own. Like how much was that was um, challenging or... At, were there times where you felt like giving up or it was just more of 
practice. Uh, no, I don't think we uh, we never felt that way. Uh, maybe uh, years uh, um, in the future uh, <laughs> it will happen, uh, but we're too early in the in the project to be discouraged, I guess. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we're still <That's> dreaming. <laughs> um, we're actually in the process of uh, trying to. Uh, an artist on the team for mm -hmm. a second project right. and uh, that will be hard that will be a challenge because uh, well um, I, I have to convince them that it's not uh, such a big deal that uh, they might think it is <laughs> um, yeah just quit your job and <laughs> yeah just quit your job and let's do in video games and <laughs> uh, do you have some savings? Yes, perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll throw, take them. We'll take them, throw them all away. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Trust us. Uh, that's exactly how much we need. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> yes. And uh. some more. You have a house, perfect. <laughs> uh, we've got Square, so, you know, credit cards that works. Just put it in the thing on my iPhone and you're good to go. Yeah. But when you believe in your project, uh, you will go at great ends to make it work, I think. Yeah. Uh, we're not afraid of that. And also, uh, I don't know if, uh, if this is the same thing in the United States, but in Canada, we have access to uh, a couple of programs uh, with the government. It's uh, financing. It's not, uh, it's not free. They're not giving money away. But uh, you, can, you can get some, uh, some cash going to develop or uh, to go mm -hmm. in the production phase. So uh, it's, uh, it's easier to take the risk. Yeah, that's well, good what, to hear. What are the terms to that uh, that's different from a loan? Uh, they become partners of the project, not partners of the company, but uh, let's say they lend you like uh, $100,000 and you put on the table uh, the, same, uh, the same sum, like 100000 yourself. They uh, become 50-50 partners in your project, so they get uh, all the, uh, the half of the profit uh, after that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we but, don't have that, I don't think. No, and it's uh, very cool, and it enables you to do projects that you wouldn't have done by yourself. Uh, uh. Yeah, we're, we're very, very lucky in Canada, and uh, especially in Quebec, because both in Quebec and Montreal, there's big uh, communities and video games and a lot of support from the government. And uh, I guess... Uh, they see it like an investment and uh, yeah. and uh, developing new technology. So mm -hmm. if we are innovative enough, we can uh, we can work with them to uh, to uh, make uh, new things. It's amazing. Mm. Game definition in Canada now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cold. <laughs> yes, you have to uh, to deal with the snow. <laughs> We've been dealing with the snow for all this time. We told you we we're in your driveway. <laughs> No, is it is it even snowed out there right now? Uh, no, I, I think it's uh, it's clear for now. Okay. Yeah. Now would be a good time to visit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> All right. Well, we are past the one hour mark. 
And what that means is it's time for Brandon and I to stop asking our questions. I know, I know, it's sad. But <laughs> because you are such great, you know, uh, interviewees, is that the word, interviewees? I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> I'm going with it. Since you guys were <laughs> such great interviewees, uh, we will shut up and allow you to speak directly to the audience and just promote or tell them about something awesome that you're working on, something that you're excited about, or just how they can keep in touch. Whatever you want, the floor is yours. Uh, yes, so uh, <laughs> I was not prepared. <laughs> um, we are at Ginger Studio. We met, uh, We uh, just finished our first game. It's called Open Bar. It's uh, available now on the App Store. It's a fresh uh, mobile puzzle game. Uh, very stylish um, and original. Um, it's full of uh, very slick animation and motion design stuff. I'm, and a catchy tune. And a catchy tune. I'm mm -hmm. sure you'll love it. And uh, so, uh, do please. you want us? Uh, yes, please uh, uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where uh, we will be giving away uh, free copies of the game. Uh, yeah, yeah, on. we have uh, promotional codes, and we make a contest. So uh, you might. Uh, uh, win the game if you're lucky and if you uh, participate in the contests. And stay tuned on the Maxim blog post because uh, next week next week, or maybe after that he will post uh, something uh, new, cool and exciting. Yes, uh -huh. exactly. A cool uh, blog post about uh, the making of an indie game. I'm sure a lot of people will uh, love to read this. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. Are Brandon and I disqualified because we know you guys now? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You can participate. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I have no shame. <laughs> you said <free>. please do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, it's been an honor and a pleasure, and I'm really excited to seeing everything that comes from your studio. And thank you so much again for sitting down with us. This is awesome. Yeah, thank you guys, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, thanks to you for inviting us. That was uh, uh, very great. Yeah, for us also, uh, that's been pretty cool. Yeah. Well, your story is very inspirational, man. Thank you so cool. much. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> and I guess that does it for me. I'm going to go play some open bar because it's out today, right now. <laughs> Wait for me, Larry. I want to do it too. <laughs> you guys should make multiplayer open bar so that Brandon and I can see who's better. <laughs> a massive <Yep>. bar game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great night, and thanks again for joining us on Game Dev Unchained, the podcast. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash Game Dev Unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash Game Dev Unchained.